time for Chillin' with Quillin on ESPN Central Texas. Boy, I do love the our special app that we have that allows me to kind of roam around and and do shows remotely wherever I might be across the state of Texas. Today I'm poolside and uh, just enjoying the the day. I wouldn't call it a day off because I'm on the air with you, but uh, we're having a great time. And when I think of like poolside activities, I just think of buddies. And so I, I like today. I thought, who could I who could I call that might you know come on just chop it up with me. Curtis Quillen came to mind immediately. Kevin Gall going to jump on with five o'clock. Longtime buddy of mine that's director of strategy for Baylor Athletics. He's up in the mountains of Colorado, going to take a little break and come on with me. Curtis, uh, well, we're following up a really tough loss for the Texas Rangers. I don't really think that hurts your heart, but uh, for Rangers fans, and we are a major Rangers affiliate, that was a tough one to trail the Astros Oh, at one point it was six runs, and then it was maybe eight runs and fought all the way back to get an 11-10 lead, and they lose the game. Curtis, did you get to uh, – were you monitoring that ball game at all? Actually, I was rolling on it on my uh, first day back from a vacation myself. My friend uh, – I walked into the newsroom probably about 3 o'clock, and uh, it was, what, 10, 10-4 at that point, and they came roaring back, took the lead – Next thing I know, I look up and they're playing a bottom half of the ninth, and I was confused on what the heck happened. <laughs> um, but you know, such is baseball, right? <laughs> yeah, it it that's what happens, and and it's why you got to kind of hang in there with these games. And if you get down like six nothing early, you have a chance. And generally, if you chip away a little bit, and then you take another. They uh, Astros scored another four runs on Glenn Otto, um, and they got it to 10, and you kind of think, well, they can't chip away at it twice. And they did, and they got the lead, and then Will Smith blows the save in the bottom of the – at the top of the ninth inning. Um, that is a rough one. I will say, Curtis, from a Baylor standpoint, um, great to see Cody Bradford um, – you know, he, he's had some spot starts for the Rangers and actually done pretty well recently in those roles. And you don't really think of pitching in a 12-11 game, but he's the one who kind of calmed it down enough for the Rangers to um, to sustain the comeback and get all the way back. And so kind of cool to see a Baylor pitcher doing well in a 12-11 loss. <laughs> right. And Bradford, aside from his debut, has been pretty solid in the majors this season. Um, his debut, he got lit up by one of the best lineups in the National League right now. I mean, the Braves just seem to be playing, at least at the time, so well and such great baseball. Um, if you take that start out of it, they're all quality starts. They're all really – he's pitching really well in, in all of those. And so – uh, and, you know, he comes in today and he settles him down. That's, you know, if you have an arm that can come in and do that, that's that's a wonderful thing to have. And so it's a really good look for for Baylor baseball right now to have somebody who pitched 
on campus so recently be able to do that and someone who played so recently be one of the biggest names in the sport out west in Max Muncie and uh, you know one of the up and coming guys through the minor leagues as well Nick Lofton and so there's you know I was at a, uh, a Frisco Rough Riders game at my bachelor party about a year ago so April of 2022 we walked into the to uh, I don't know what it's called now I know it is Dr. Pepper Ballpark and we walked in and we see a home run landing over center field. Turns out it was Lofton hitting one off Bradford in, you know, some Baylor on Baylor crime there. And so, we, you know, Jack Allen and I had a pretty good laugh about it. And uh, same with Cody Soto, who works there at the Baylor Athletic Department. And, uh, you know, it's when, when Bradford can come up to the majors and do as well as he's done, again, save for one start. And even then, after that one start, Bochy commended him. Like, you know, outside of a couple of at-bats, like he was making the pitches we wanted him to make and doing the things we wanted him to do. And so, um, really good to see. It's really good to see him doing so well uh, recently in the bigs. You know, while you were probably maybe taking some vacation, but even before you saw what's been going on, since you brought it up, I'll go with it, um, Baylor baseball. And... Um, They've had a they've had a uh, a rash of I would say just really disappointing news. Um, Kobe Branch, arguably their best player, um, lose him to Georgia in the transfer portal, and uh, Big Rig Will Rigney, uh, best best starting pitcher, goes to Texas, and then they lose their best reliever in uh, in Hamilton Oliver over there to uh, West Virginia. Now we've had some, you know, some good news in terms of some financial news here in the last few days that Mac um, uh, brought up the other day, um, and and you know as far as uh, some commitments. But uh, Curtis, you've monitored the program, and you saw kind of you, you know what Mitch was facing this past season. Man, this is. This is not an easy time or an easy environment to rebuild a program. I guess you can make the argument with a portal you can do it in a hurry, but the truth is he's trying to rebuild it and and in a time when it's easy to leave and people don't want to stay around and and you and I talked about the Rigney thing. Now I remember it now. And I I you know you I think had some um you know you could see maybe why he made that decision. But what do you what do you kind of what's your take right now on the overall state of Baylor baseball and and what do you think needs to kind of happen to right the ship here? I think at this point, you know, when you see the programs that you're losing some of your stars to, Texas, Georgia, West Virginia. You know, the West Virginia one's a little odd for sure. Um, and it doesn't necessarily fit the mold that I'm thinking of and I don't know, you know, this is kind of speculative. But we all saw the rumors that, you know, on social media whenever Colby Branch left that Baylor was behind in the NIL space in baseball. And when you look at the, at the places these players are going, you know, Colby Branch, instead of not two hours down the road from home, he now goes to a different time zone. He's going to play at Georgia. What does Georgia have that Baylor doesn't? And it's a large NIL base. Uh, it's one of the struggles of being – a small private school, right, is that you have fewer alumni who can kind of create that sort of NIL base uh, for your star athlete. 
And so, and that's a fight that Baylor's going to be up against from here until eternity because of NIL, because of being a small private school. Um, that's what I think is going on here. You know, while while Mitch Thompson was in the junior college ranks, the, the college game changed so much because of the transfer portal and because of name, image, and likeness. And more so on the transfer portal side, he benefited from some of that at MCC. And I do think there is a way to be able to benefit from that at Baylor. But like you said, you know, you look at teams that go all in on the portal. You cannot build winners that way. People are going to point to, you know, some sports where it's like, oh, well, USC's Caleb Williams was, a, you know, a Heisman contender and won the Heisman as a, as a transfer quarterback. But it's like, yes, but he came into a program that was built on high school recruiting. Um, you look at Alabama. Yes, Alabama goes and gets transfers. You know what else they do? They recruit the snot out of high school. And so I think this shows that maybe um, maybe it's more of a Florida football situation where Billy Napier takes the job and says, hey, this is going to take a minute to build a winner the right way. Um, and then maybe you know these guys had opportunities to go play for winners now. And, you know, I'm not going to fault them for taking that. That's a decision they have to make. They're adults, and they're capable of doing that for themselves. Um, but to build a program the right way takes time, especially when you're up against the things Mitch Thompson has been up against for the first year, year plus of being uh, the head baseball coach at Baylor University. Um, to steal a football term from the podcast Split Zone Duo, I do think that maybe – 2023 needs to be a year zero or even a year negative one uh, for, for Mitch Thompson and company. And so, you know, I, there are some, some things that need to come, need to happen, but they're on the recruiting trail all summer, especially with select ball going on. Um, you know, I, I think in the long run, they will be fine, but just like, just like so much, there's going to be, some ways that this gets a little bit worse before it gets a whole lot better. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's tough on Mitch. It's tough on these players who are kind of hanging in there. Um, I'm trying to think. There's another player I heard. Anyway, it, it, it it's just really a tough deal right now. And, you know, I, I he does – he was – one of the greatest coaches, really, in all of JUCO ball. So there, that should be an area where he can kind of clean up a little bit. Um, you know, I I do think help is on the way in in terms of. I, I think Baylor. It's been so tough because when you when you do a partial scholarships, like they have to share all these scholarships in right. baseball, and you only have a certain amount. And you know how much Baylor cost. You are at a disadvantage at times. I think the university hopefully can kind of move in a direction to help in that regard. I, You know, we're getting to the point, Curtis, I don't know if we can say small private university because it's 20,000 students now. And that's kind of crazy to think of. I mean, but it that's quite a few more than, say, TCU. Now, 
TCU. It might be 20,000 now, but historically it isn't. Historically it is a small private university with a smaller alumni base than a school like Georgia or Texas or West Virginia. Yeah. Although you can look around and some of these small private schools like Miami and others and TCU right now, they get it done. And Baylor has in the past, and Baylor used to have a tremendous program when Mitch was here. So he, he, I, right. I'm with you. I'm just saying, can't you can't use that for too long? Um, no, can't we can't wait have you know two or three years from now? It, it just was a it was a bad couple of weeks. It really was. Now again, yeah. the good news is, as Max said on on uh, on with uh, Sikkim the other day, that um, you know three point eight million dollars in donations and one. Uh, particular, um, you know, donor had a seven-figure, you know, um, donation. So, you know, they, they're they're pumping some money into it. Um, but it's like anything, Curtis. I mean, you, if you're if you're like making decisions or whether you're going to pump money into the NIL for your football team and basketball team, what, what's going to take precedence? Well, those two by a long shot, you know. So. Okay. You know, Mitch has to kind of find a way, and I think he kind of knows how to do it. And one thing Mitch can do, and he did it at MCC, let's not act like Mitch just had, like, you know, millions upon millions coming in, yet he went out and he brought in he, – he just knew how to find sponsors, and he knew how to find that. So I do think that's a strength of his. Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen. Now, Curtis, did you guys uh, – did you guys go anywhere? Did you go to the beach or do anything fun, or did you just kind of get some things? Was it more of a staycation? What What can you share with us about your uh, recent vacation? Oh yeah, no, we uh, we traveled. We uh, so we went down to Puerto Vallarta in Mexico with my wife's family. Uh, spent you know four days, three nights there at an all one of the all inclusive resorts on the beach. My twin nieces. Uh, had a grand uh, old time. Had a grand uh, my old wife time. Her, uh, my wife, my wife her, is best with my, my wife. Is and best I mean, with they my are very cute. And so she got to have some fun with them. And, you know, we got to hang out on the beach. And the wife and I went and got, you know, massages on the beach. And so it was a we're very relaxing couple of days on the beach. And then, you know, when it was time for the family to come back stateside, uh, we were fortunate uh, to be the only ones in her family that didn't run into airline issues. And so when we came back stateside, we flew up straight up to Chicago uh, for a few more days to celebrate our first our first wedding anniversary and uh, reservations at Gibson's and reser- you know Cubs tickets and sightseeing through oh, Chicago. Yeah. It was my first time there. I've connected through Chicago. I've never been to it though. Um, had an absolute blast. Uh, the wife already wants to come back, and so uh, we you know. She already wants to go back to Chicago, go back to Wrigley and all of that. And I told her, I want to spend a week there. It's such a great sports town. Um, it's It was weird, though, Matt, because I'm not used to being in media hotels unless I'm one of the media in the block. And our hotel there in Chicago was doubling as the media hotel for the NASCAR street race over the weekend. And uh, my wife's cousin is on one of the pit crews. And so we got to have breakfast with him on Saturday before we went to the airport and he went to go work the Xfinity race. And then uh, his crew and his team won on Sunday in the cup series race. And so really cool week, really fun. Uh, back at back at the office this week, and then uh, my brother's one week off 
from medical school because he's finishing up his research, I think, tomorrow and then driving back to Texas on Wednesday. And then uh, Saturday morning, first thing, we're going to take a early flight up to Seattle for about a week uh, with the quill inside of the family and explore Seattle and see what's going on. But ironically enough, we're going to be there during the Major League Baseball All-Star game. Uh, but nosebleed seats <laughs> for the home run derby are 300 and change, and uh, I said no thanks. So we'll, I might have to uh, find a pub and and watch the home run derby near T-Mobile. You know, I don't know if the quill inside. It sounds like you did. You were smart enough to have some wealthy in-laws who do really nice vacations. I don't know where the quill and stand on all that. Your brother will soon. Well, he'll have to pay all these loans back, but he'll he'll be a rich doctor at some point, and those three hundred dollar <laughs> seats won't feel like too much to you. But I, I mean, I just play it like you see how you feel if you get there, and you, you go out there, you're having a drink outside the uh, stadium. Who knows? You might like be able to. I don't know how you scalp them anymore. You know, it's it's the, the world has changed, but you may be able to. You may be able at the last minute to go in there. So I would. Uh, I would I would check on that. The other thing, Curtis, is as you saw, it's official now. BYU, UCF. Don't call them Central Florida; they get very upset. UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, officially became part of the conference. I noticed Cosmo, the uh, mascot for BYU, did some kind of <laughs> like Sports Center, kind of those great old Sports Center commercials. They tried to kind of do a little bit. They probably went a little long on that one, but that's okay. thought Cosmo did pretty well. Um, but, you know, it's it really is kind of cool as Texas and OU get ready to leave, and I understand their excitement about being in the SEC. But it's kind of neat to see these teams coming in, how excited they are. And, 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 and I'm kind of hoping that new blood – and that excitement will sustain the conference a little bit as they continue to chart their way with what's what's moving forward. But uh, did you enjoy kind of seeing all the social media as the uh, as as the different uh, teams came rolling into the conference? It's really cool to see the energy around those four coming in. I mean, the, everybody's acknowledged at this point the Big Twelve landed on its feet in the absolute best way it could when Texas and OU blindsided it to go to the SEC. And, you know, the blindside there can be a conversation in its own right and has been and will continue to be. But the excitement around the conference at this point is really fun to see. As someone who grew up on the Big 12, uh, I, I love it. And then the, the fact that you have, I mean, I think Cosmo Cougar is the best mascot in college sports bar none. Um, I think he is just energetic and entertaining. And you can ask our friend Chris Williams, uh, formerly of Channel 10, who uh, uh, formerly of Channel 10, who at, uh, at Lavelle Edwards back in September, I was kind of mad that Cosmo didn't do any kind of wild dance scene while we were there. I'm like, man, I flew all this way to come cover this game, and Cosmo's going to do some tame dance in the end zone tonight. And so uh, there's. There's a lot of fun to be had in the Big 12, and I think in, in due time, it'll be just fine. I think basketball took a huge step up, especially when you look at the fact that one of these four new schools had a lot, or two of these four new schools had lottery picks in the, in the NBA draft. And so there's a lot to be excited about with the Big 12, even with Texas and OU leaving. And so 
Um, and I think that social media reflected that appropriately over the weekend. Have a, uh, do you have a, a pool situation out there south of Salado or wherever you guys ended up? Do you all, do you all have a neighbor or anything? I, I, my neighbor, Ted, allows me just to, well, I, maybe – Maybe he would rather I not spend as much time as I do in his pool. Do you have a good pool situation and a great neighbor who brings you food and that kind of thing, or have you not discovered that yet? Uh, we don't have a neighbor that we know of with a pool in our new neighborhood in Gerald. However, we do have a community pool, and they're building okay. another community pool right next to our house. And so, and when, when you combine those with the fact that uh, a family friend of Shannon's, I'm talking like lifelong, like she grew up with their kids and they jokingly call her their, I don't know if it's a joke actually, their third daughter. Uh, they have a pool down in Pflugerville and it's only like 20 minutes down there. It, it, we're, we're in kind of a sweet spot where it's, you know, 30 minutes for me to get to work, an hour to Waco and an hour south, you're in South Austin and so... Uh, it's not a far drive to get to a to a really nice pool that's you know secluded and quiet if we if we want to do that or if we're just looking for, to you know yeah. make a splash or something we can drive down the street for an hour or so and then come back I'll tell you also don't rule out that uh, that stagecoach in they've kind of redone their pool that would be a good place to drop in sometime, Curtis, just since it's right down the road from you. And they've got a little poolside bar and restaurant, the whole shebang. Um, I think you might enjoy that. Uh, so just kind of keep that in mind as you're up and down the road there on 35. Have a great time in uh, Seattle, and uh, really appreciate you spending some time. I'm glad I could catch you between vacations. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, man. You bet. There he goes. Curtis Quillen. I mean, he he sounds, Aaron, very relaxed. Sounds like a man who's been on some all-inclusive. I mean, we should all be fortunate to have in-laws who uh, who take you on these kinds of all-inclusive type <laughs> deals to Puerto Vallarta. Uh, that's a good thing. Curtis chose wisely, and I've met his wife. He he certainly uh, he he really did. Uh, uh, marry up in a lot of regards, but uh, but it sounds like he's got some great uh, new family members as well. All right, uh, Aaron, it is time for a little campus confidential as we come to you uh, poolside today on this eve of July 4th. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, 